This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take your red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Boom shakalaka, it's a swerve podcast. Man, I had my headphones on high volume. You gotta give a little fucking warning before dropping a boom shakalaka on well, us. That- Just like you, <laughs> you're awake and so are our fucking listeners. Man, is that culture- back. Is that it's cultural appropriation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you're wondering what the hell the Swerve Podcast is and you're a first-time listener and you've somehow come across this topic... Can you tell us what it is if you find out? <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So every week we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about uh, we research it and then we discuss it on the fly here on the podcast. Um, and I mean, usually these topics are fucking weird, man. They're all, we're swerving off the mainstream path and uh, getting, they're getting it done. Weirder too, like, <laughs> like, like they're getting because like now that we have like somewhat of a following, like not like a real big, like we're getting yeah. like recommendations. It's just like I would have never thought about this. Like remember when we first started this and we we're trying to like think of topics and we did chess boxing because we're like <laughs> shout out to our uh hey well I, that's a patreon exclusive episode for those don't, who are wondering oh yeah don't oh shit i forgot about that <laughs> scratch that scratch that <laughs> but i mean we but do hey. we do have a secondary component to this podcast uh yeah we like to swerve into the booze as well um see what i did there it's pretty good um yeah so we like to dabble get the conversation flowing. i feel like someone took that the wrong way they're like did they just say that they're swerving on the road while they're doing the podcast drinking <laughs> they're drinking like, and driving it's like and no swerving and they're swerving all over the goddamn fucking road we're not one yet. star review <laughs> dude whenever you make fun of anything it's always south park it's fucking hilarious i I'm love not, it i'm not even doing a south park voice. it's always south park that's not well, south park yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Where, like, I heard, hey I heard guys, you sound really the exact same, dude. You sound the exact same. That's not even what I was. No, <laughs> you dude, sound it's, the exact it's same. always South Park. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, you go to like a Cartman voice. It's yeah, like your, yeah, it's like your default. It's like your not default doing accent voice. I'm not okay, doing Cartman. You sound like I hope you're not doing Cartman. He's like, hey, can fuck you. That's Cartman. You but sound like, you fucking sick. I'm not. It's different. So it's, it's like subtle. an older Cartman. It's, like, it's subtle it's subtle he says but uh yeah we like to uh do a little round table of what we're drinking um so i'll start us off i got a bud i got a bud i'm not uh well i should mention we also like to normally normal circumstances not covid circumstances we like to experiment a little bit more so if you got any recommendations definitely let us know but a little tougher because we are in 
what's the fucking word? Lockdown, <laughs> lockdown, <laughs> quarantine, <laughs> kind of authoritarian regime lockdown. Uh-oh, How about by that? the time this ends, we could Shut be out of lockdown, or we, COVID could be a thing of the past. Vaccines coming, Tomorrow. boys. <laughs> Vaccines coming. I bought my Pfizer shares today, so. <laughs> so hopefully we'll have some little extra cash you know but, what uh, though i was i i well sorry i'm not a financial advisor so maybe i should not advise to the listeners well i was just gonna say these are the first wave of vaccines and they will they're the best we have right now but there's way better ones in the pipeline so that I will completely wait. replace these for so sure i should sell my pfizer shares no, you should wait till you catch up. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just saying well, what I know. Don't get me wrong. I have no money because we don't have enough Patreons yet, so we have no money. So it's well, hard to And we that's a perfect segue. Envy. Perfect segue. So please, as you just heard, we do have a Patreon. We have two exclusive tiers. We have Ride the Wave tier, which is our $1 tier. You will get exclusive, never-before-heard episodes. You will get numerous shout-outs on this sort of podcast. And then we have our Slap That Ass tier. This is our $3 tier, which might I say every single Patreon has since subscribed to this tier where you will get exclusive Never Before Heard episodes. You will get numerous shout outs on the sort of podcast. And more importantly, you get early access to all of our episodes on Sundays. This is three days and five days prior for our main episodes and our post swerves. Hey, by getting this, you will have the load on the scoop and all your friends and family. This is how you're going to be in the know. I got some... rye going i've uh put a little coke in there this time just to get going just to get a little pick me up i didn't even say what i was gonna say because my mic was fucked. i know it sounded important too what do you got what are you drinking well i was gonna say no it wasn't what i was drinking i was going to say uh we do prioritize our patreons in topic recommendations so every time a patreon thus far has recommended a topic or multiple topics we fucking did them so there's that aspect. It's actually well. a dope deal that you guys get. Sir. Carry on. So I guess I'll I'll go next. I am drinking the Snake Lake Lager. So thank you to Cole Martin for this hookup of free beer. Shout out. Additionally, yes. though, I fucked up on one of my responsibilities and did not post something because I was in the wrong account. So I have some real moonshine. Uh, oh, oh what is that this shit That's fucking is a deadly. lot stronger oh i bet and it's uh this is bosnian rakia so this Ooh, is made from fermented little, plums little hometown alert hey <laughs> oh yeah fuck oh yeah. my god that's what's disgusting. the percentage what's the, on that yeah what's the percentage on that so it varies anywhere from 40 to 80 percent and you are drinking the they what they don't tell you no so legally they Seem- legally when they're, when they're exporting they have to put 40 percent, but it varies from 40 to 80 to 80 percent depending on how long it's been sitting in the barrel fermenting so you don't you have no idea what you're drinking right now no it's, it's, it's got to be 40 percent. it's probably 40 percent. it's probably 80 percent. that's like paint thinner <laughs> no, but you can't. I will say last time we did a rotisserie lab, we actually thing. burnt this and it fucking went up in flames. So it was well, so does fucking vodka high. and it's 40%. Does it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, yeah, no, you can light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's, yeah, let's yeah, fucking yeah. do it. Nonetheless, you should fucking drink it. Yeah, stop being a pussy. Excellent. That's quite, that's a good punishment. Ooh, baby. I will say though, it would be irresponsible <laughs> to, to send 80% vodka, like 
alcohol and label it as 40 because then if someone like did a shot they go oh, i'll have one drink they actually like you know what i'm saying so like i don't think they would accept it i was coming from bosnia what's their rules like over there they probably <laughs> no but <laughs> do they not give not a very fuck? Clear. oh my god sure i don't know i'm just saying i bet you it's 40 percent. boys this is for you too no, like on the yeah, bottle, yeah. it does say forty percent. But what I'm saying, like, I yeah, bet you. 40. No, I'm saying if I were to test that, oh, I bet you well, it's forty percent. I'd be interested in that actually. Do you know how to do that? No. Well, okay. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to test that, you get all fucking high horse. Uh, on no, I was one. just saying, like, <laughs> if I were to test it. Envy's eyes are coming out of his goddamn socket right now. Oh, they're, they're they are up. watering a bit. He's that fucked was up. Kidding. You just drank fucking Verithane, man. He's fucked up. I took too much there. No, that was that a was big good. ass shot. Well, it was. That's you a... deserved it. Um, <laughs> I will so, say this: good okay, on you go for ahead. taking that shot. Because when you're explaining why you're taking a shot, I was like, that doesn't seem that bad to me. But good on you. You owned up to it because you're a fucking oh, man. man. I, I have like chills right now. That was fucking. Yeah, that was a. He's that was a hefty shot. It was a hefty shot, and it wasn't even the cherry chef stuff. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. This does, it has this has it's like flavor. real, real moonshine. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm beer. I've got Fuck this yeah. white claw natural lime going on, but I also have a Corona ready and waiting. So that's that's my arsenal for this pod. Corona's ready and waiting for all of us. Okay, I think dun, we've been dun, on dun, this. Dun. I think we've been on this too long. So today. Yeah, I'm we should like, hop into the topic. I, I here. want Magnum to do it. You, you're better at. Yeah, let's hop into the basics here. Today we're talking about the the Windigo, or the Windago, however you want to pronounce that. We're gonna call it the Windigo. Yeah. So the proper pronunciation is actually Windigo, but some other cultures do refer it as the Wendigo. Windago. There's a, actually there's so many pronunciations for this. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so the Windago is, <laughs> it's a mythical creature or evil spirit from the folklore of the First Nations Algonquin tribes, allegedly. Oh, oh essentially, essentially this is, yeah, stuff. I know. And he's I mangled burped, it. Man, it was so bad. Did you burp fire? Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> All right, moonshine, it's hardcore. Okay, Oof. fuck me. So, Not uh, looking maybe, forward maybe to coming I, out of quarantine then. I also just want to say, even before I get into the basics here, uh, this topic actually was a Patreon recommendation. So shout out to yes, Humpy Joe. For the recommendation. Humpy Joe, our man. You keep humping, buddy. You keep humping. Uh, that's super sweet. And also, I really actually enjoyed researching this topic because the Wendigo is one of the craziest mythological cryptid creatures I've ever heard of. I didn't know what it was before this. I mean, and this guy is essentially the East East Canada version of the Ogopogo. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's like a Eastern. Uh, whatever. This is myth. like, uh, like in a. What, what do you mean? Like, as far as like the like just the being a mythical thing? Because yeah. it's completely different. Like, oh, completely different. But like, you mean just in the the sense of being myth, like a yeah. myth? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like that's it the was East a, Coast legend and the West Coast. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. But I've been drinking. Then say it, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you guys know me in words. I'm not the best with words. I just kind of say stuff until you guys figure out what I'm saying, and then it works out. So, <laughs> so, so this Wendigo, 
um, as we'll get into, there's some crazy shit we're going to be discussing, but it basically exists as a malevolent being. So it's evil. It's an evil being. It possesses humans and it makes them do crazy shit. So guys, shout out. And this is a real cunt. Skinwalker yeah. Ranch episode because this is, in, in my opinion, this is what it was most similar to was the Skinwalkers. It's very similar to a Skinwalker, actually. And we should do a topic on a Skinwalker in the future because it's probably pretty cool. But this possession. Skinwalker Ranch. We did a fucking topic on it. <laughs> on a ranch. Episode 38? I don't know. But anyways, so this possession of humans and this making of them doing crazy shit, it's called Wendigo psychosis. And we'll get into exactly what that is when we get out of the basics. But I just want to lay some terms down right now. So we're talking about it. But basically, the, the Wendigo, it's based in northern forests of Nova Scotia, which, as Dragon was saying, that's kind of on the that's the east of Canada east coast specifically but it's also in great lake regions of canada and the united states allegedly so similar to the bigfoot stuff and we did do a topic on this patterson gimlin footage episode 20 there are alleged sightings of a wendigo all the swerve podcast (laughs) drops to this episode what up we got to but so there are some alleged sightings that are reported they're not I mean, they're literally just uh, eyewitness accounts. There's no footage that I could find or anything. I, I will say, though, I did find some audio. There was a 2019 video of these weird shrieks and howls kind of heard. Oh, yeah. Northeastern, um, north, northeast Ontario kind of is where it was. And there was some of that, but there wasn't a lot. It's not obviously as popular as Bigfoot. It's what I'm saying, but there is some stuff here and there. I will say, just while we're in the basics for fun, fuck it. This specific video of these shrieks, it's nuts. I would recommend Googling it. Um, it sounds like base, probably it's just a dying creature out in the wilderness, but it is loud and it's getting closer to the guy that's videoing it. And basically, hunters and biologists that have been shown this video, they think maybe it was a grizzly, but they do agree that a grizzly does not sound like yeah, that. No it's highly irregular. <laughs> They're like, it could be, but it's probably not. So like, they don't actually know what the sound was, um, at least in the article I was reading about this. Yeah. Um, and the guy that was filming it, he was a hunter and he says, quote, I've heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. I grew up hunting with my grandfather for the first 12 years of my life, end quote. And he didn't know what the hell it was either. And if you listen to it, you probably won't know what the hell it is either. Yeah, it's it's fucked. Just fucking probably just there. a couple mooses getting it on, just <laughs> fucking going down. Because if you look, I'm looking at the Go- the Google images of this thing right now, mm. and it has some antlers. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the so I guess the what's the word depiction? Does, yeah, yeah, that's how it's been depicted. Yeah. So I can give a little background on what it, what kind of is. So this is just basics. So Wendigos are described as powerful monsters that have a desire to kill and eat their victims. Uh, in, in most legends, they are a human who has transformed into a Wendigo because of their greed or weakness. Right. Or their so, uh, cannibalistic tendencies. Yes. So indigenous uh, traditions consider Wendigos dangerous because of their thirst for blood and their uh, like their ability, I guess, to infect people and communities like of the First Nations around them. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So most of the legends regarding the Wendigo are like usually cautionary, like stay the fuck away from it. If you hear shrieks, you run, do not go near it. If you feel like you have temptation or weakness or this, like you yeah, always have temptation and weakness. And go from there. So, I mean, the, so just, not to interrupt yeah, here, but just looking at, again, looking at the pictures, this thing's like, it's like a werewolf. Like if you're a werewolf, that's what I was going to say. It's like a decrepit fucking werewolf. But antlers. You, but you turn into a moose instead. It's like a were moose. <laughs> that's what it's oh, like. To me, okay, like so. That's <laughs> what it looks like to me because it has antlers. It's like if you. Well, were, it can. There's different depictions. Well, there's of a it. few. There's some. Ones. Some are you know artist creativity and whatever. But basically, to me, it looks like it's decrepit. So it does have the werewolf characteristics in the sense yeah. that it has these long arms, that you know these long extended arms. Um, it does have like a deer head in a lot of depictions, kind of like you were mm-hmm. saying with the antlers. Yeah. It sometimes has hooves as feet, but it's very um, thin usually. And and we'll get into why that's the case when we talk more about yeah. it. it. It's very muscly too. Like they can be very, although they're thin, they can be very like jacked. So, um, But they're always fucked. Like they're bloody, they're bleeding, they're like rotting. Um, if they have fur, yeah, it's, it's kind of like ripped away in different ways. Like they look emaciated. It's not the um, cheesy Ogopogo like statue it, in Kelowna. It looks like something out of fucked. Diablo 3. Like it looks like something out of, out of there. Like it's fucking, it's, it's nuts. Diablo You do not 3. want to come across a Wendigo, that's for sure. So there, If you come across this motherfucking thing in real life, you're done. Yeah. See ya. You're not listening to those word podcasts. That's for sure. <laughs> so they're, they're like two to three times larger than a human, uh, based on the descriptions that I found in my research. So they're allegedly about 15 feet tall, but so they're fucking huge. Can you imagine? Like they have these glowing eyes, these long yellowed fangs, fucking two you know, claws, <laughs> long tongue and shit, like some weird shit. But that's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like that's kind of what's been depicted, but I did want to, I did, before we get out of the basics here, I did want to say a little bit more about the sightings because a lot of the sightings that I found reported, these were especially in Northern Ontario near the cave of the Windigo, funny enough. And this location, it's, it's near the town of Kenora, which is located in Ontario, Canada. And funny enough, I thought this was good. The town of Kenora is south of a small village community called Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. There's a fucking village in Canada called Reddit, so that's kind of cool. We should post about it on Reddit. They uh, originated in Canada. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so usually the sightings near this cave of the Windigo uh they're spotted by traders trackers or trappers and there's sightings been reported for decades and in fact kenora is said to be the windigo capital of the world so this cave of the windigo it's it's located on this lake it's called lake mamagiwis i'm probably pronouncing that wrong if you're from that region um well, fuck you. I'm pronouncing it bad. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, this cave, it's supposedly a location for a series of strange cave paintings of these large hair-covered men. And many believe that these cave paintings in this, at this cave of the Windigo are actually resembling this uh, mythological creature, the Windigo. So I mean, many people actually, they travel to this lake to search for the creature. 
and also just take photos of those wall paintings. So I just wanted to say that like in the basics, there's, because we're kind of with all of these things where we're, we don't want to discredit them. We're trying to explore them always. So I'm trying to paint the picture that yes, there's a huge mythical cryptid component to this where it's like, yeah, this is just a myth, but there's also some, some physical evidence you might say here and there, although it is very sparse and I I struggled to find a lot of it. Well, it's not just the Algonquin who believe in this. Like there are several tribes, including the Abenaki, the Siksika, Mi'kmaq, Algonquin, Ojibwe, and the Inu all believe that the Wendigo exists. And right. I'm just going to go through some of these uh, different pronunciations they have for him. So this is based There's on like each- 35. <laughs> I'm going to go over like a, just a few of them. <laughs> So Wendigo in, in these other tribal languages are pronounced as the following. Wendigo, Wittigo, Windicook, Winsigo, Wittigo, Wittica, and can also be known as Achin, Chino, and Kewak. What about Wichigo? That's a nice one. Yeah. Like, or Winsigo. <laughs> what about Wittigo? <laughs> that, that is... There. There's yeah, a lot of yeah. good ones. Windicook. There's Windicook. There's like that, so that's the one I find the funny, the funniest. Windicook. <laughs> There's so many Pokemon cards in here. Oh yeah, it's just just yeah. to be had. Yeah. No, this out on it. Pokemon. If the Windigo is a Pokemon, that shit would be legendary. <laughs> they probably would be because it would like scare the kids or whatever. Scares me. I'm a fucking adult. Oh yeah, kind this of. this topic actually is quite frightening. Once we start talking about this. So, I mean, I still, I'm still in the basics here. I just want to mention, we kind of talked a little bit about the Wendigo, um, where it comes from, but usually in the legends and based on my research, it usually occurs when humans resort to cannibalism to survive. The person that practiced the cannibalism becomes a Wendigo and then fucks everyone up. Um, the one so I think that that's off a specific tribe because in, in my uh, research as well, I found that they exp- expressed uh greed or weakness or if they were socially distanced from the rest of the tribe like they were just an outcast that they would turn into the wendigo as well yeah no but, that can be but in a way well. turning to cannibalism is greedy because you're yes you're succumbing to your instincts your basic yes. instincts right? yeah exactly is cannibalism cannibalism is not a basic instinct no but well, you have well to like hunger right? a, no, like you have hunger to for survival but Exactly, yeah, but like, no, that's but it what I is mean. because say where this myth originates, this is northern Canada. So yeah. these tribes, there's many winters where there's nothing to fucking eat. So there's, of course, there's mm-hmm. going to be myths about why you shouldn't be a fucking cannibal because this is people probably, we... tribes probably resorted to that because it's fucking minus 40. And what this else is before we started driving F-350s and pumping our fucking exhaust up into the atmosphere. <laughs> Well, yeah, what? so I do think that's probably, and I have a whole thing at the end we can talk about, but I do think maybe that's where some of this comes from. Um, it's just the the tribal nature and the the lack of food sources in the, the territory. But I do want to say still here, the Wendigo's diet is strictly human flesh. So they will go for an all, at no, whatever the cost is, whatever the matter of risk or injury that might be incurred, they will fucking go for human flesh. And hence, that's hence why they're always depicted as looking fucked up, like they've been 
shot or stabbed or like bleeding or like decrepit and stuff yeah it's because they will always do whatever it takes to eat human flesh specifically the wendigos prefer sweet fat of children the soft skin of women the coarse muscles of men or the brittle bones of the elderly no one is safe so no kidding they got every (laughs) dynamic they take they take the hot women the innocent children the strong men and the weak old people so you're saying i gotta be a fat male in like my 30s or an ugly female with shitty skin no they'll still eat you it doesn't matter I might be okay. I think I'm okay. I might, I think I fall. I kind of might've just slithered into that, uh, that Safe soft hell. spot there. Yeah. I think I might be okay. I don't think I'm in the splash zone. Let's put it that way. I don't know. I mean, it's, it is crazy. Uh, I have a couple comments on while we're getting out of the basics here, the etymology of the word. So like we were saying, it's, a, it appears in many native American languages. So yeah. as envy had just, that's where all these different pronunciations come from. And they're called, transliterations and i thought that was really cool because i didn't know what a transliteration was but basically it's a method to transcribe a word in one alphabet into the corresponding letters in a different alphabet oh so it's it's a weird word so that's that's kind of where you get these different spellings and things for the wendigo but the source of the english word is allegedly the the ojibwa word for win digo so that's actually where it comes and i guess the rough translation for it is the evil spirit that devours mankind which is fitting that is pretty fitting lovely um i'm definitely gonna sleep well tonight (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) if i can grip in the sheets extra tight yeah it is uh and like we were saying there are many of these native american cultures that have similar legends if not the exact same based on what i was finding right yeah yeah and the descriptions are pretty fucking close throughout throughout the tribe they are close they they do vary but they are what's similar to is like the malevolence of the the entity the cannibalistic tendency and just like the supernatural qualities those seem to be yeah all associated with it um I mean, the other thing with the Wendigo, uh, getting kind of into like the folklore description of what it is, it's kind of, it's really strongly associated with winter, you know, the North cold famine, starvation. So like we had just kind of discussed, I think that's kind of where this myth comes from is if, you know, you're suffering a famine, things like this, you have to have this Wendigo legend to like deter people from being fucking assholes and eating people (laughs) or it could be real it makes a lot of sense or it's real (laughs) so i'd have some i think there's some i think there's some theory to that man like yeah for sure like we like you said we discussed it a little bit but not on this episode but like the winters in canada are grueling and they were worse back then like yeah there's no central heating (laughs) like yeah like they didn't like they, there's no fossil fuels back here yeah. back then. Like these guys are living in teepees and fucking living off campfires and minus forty well, weather. Not until right? the white man arrived. Yeah, <laughs> we, we came, we came and fucked shit up. There's no doubt about that. But 
we came with our gunpowder and smallpox blankets and we messed shit up. But that's not the point. Whale <laughs> oil lamps. So uh, like, yeah, like how do you deter people from like the how do you get people to be a part of the greater good of your tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like what are you trying you're trying to accomplish these things? You know, you need to survive, you need to do you all create these- a mythos. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I'm buying it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of these things in other cultures too. Um, for instance, let's take a look at uh, not eating pork. There's this legitimate people who study this, like history, like historians, they think part of these religious beliefs were simply to, you wouldn't get infected with whatever was infecting the pork. So it was like purely a, it was a mythos and a belief, but it emerged for a very practical survival reason. You mean like for, for Muslims at and the stuff time. like that? Um, I don't, I, there's plenty of religions that do that, but there's Jews, Jews Muslims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't eat pork. Um, Jewish no. people don't eat pork. Yeah. So things, things like that. It's interesting how these things can emerge. Um, and there's more examples, but I don't have them in front of me, but I, I do know I've heard these things. Shellfish. Yeah, things like this. Um, Who doesn't eat shellfish? Jewish people. So hopping back into this folklore, I have some hardcore uh, quotes that I want to give because I think they encompass the description very well of what the creature is. So this is from an Algonquin legend that describes the creature. Quote, a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes, end quote. So that's from an Algonquin legend. The Ojibwa tribe describes it a little bit differently. Quote, it was a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. I too have a description. Where's your quote from? The Algonquins. This is a different one. Okay, let's hear and it. It's described as an exceptionally thin, with a skull and skeletal pushing through its ash-colored mummy-like skin. Um, they are fleshed giants with pointy ear, animal-like pointy ears with antlers or horns sprouting on top of its head. Yeah. I mean, a common characteristic in all these descriptions is, um, like the thin emaciated nature of the creature, almost like it's starving. And that's part of the reason it it allegedly desires human flesh so badly because you can never quench or satisfy mm-hmm. its hunger. It describes extremely hungry. bad breath and body odor as well. Yeah. So I have, yeah, it's like me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when I do want to touch on your uh, comment there about the uh, icy heart. Okay. The, the heart made of ice. I, I find that interesting because in my research, I came across uh, them describing how you could kill, potentially kill some of these. Yeah. I, I have a whole thing on that too. That's good. Okay. Should we just save it for then? Sure. Yeah. Let's see okay. for then. I have another uh, description here. This is from Basil at, or sorry, 
Basil H. Johnston. He's an Ojibwa teacher and scholar from Ontario. This description is, quote, the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back into their sockets, the Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and suffering from suppuration of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption, end quote. That is fucking this terrifying. This thing is fucking, this thing's nuts. Like, this thing is insane. This is a badass fucking creature. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the features I had, uh, based on the descriptions from quotes and what just people were saying, you know, it's got these yellow fangs that are needle-like. It's got gore-stained fur, so it's always fucking bloody. It's matted bloody fur, so, like, it might have, you know, it's not like a smooth coat of fur. It's, like, ripped off and shit, and it looks like it's dying. Some have no hair at all. Like, they're completely devoid of hair. A common thing, even in the descriptions we just read, they have no lips for some reason. I don't know what the fuck that... It's almost like they're eating, like, so savage. They just, yeah. like, fucking... The, their face is fucked. Well, if they just eat flesh, maybe they just, like, a vacuum cleaner, just... <laughs> <laughs> just suck it they off get, you, you the know? Wind, they also give really good blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> no toothy blowjobs, just... It's something we never... They, we never, they never discuss uh, in the literature. <laughs> yeah, the fucking... They're very nobody. giving in that sense. <laughs> the uh the okay. indigenous people dropped the ball on that description hey <laughs> bastards so with the <laughs> with these features like i was saying the other thing they always seem to have hands and feet that have like razor-like claws although sometimes i've seen their feet are hooved so i don't know i don't know where the distinction comes from but even in the descriptions that we were reading um, they tend to have these eyes that are pushed deep into their sockets. So they, they resemble, a, what would you say, like a skull? You know, if you just look yeah. at us. Yeah. Um, as, we, uh, as I said earlier, they're large. So I found anywhere from 7 to 15 feet tall uh, as something being sighted or like two to three times larger. Yeah. Than in, uh, in comparison, in my research, I found okay. that it would be as, as tall as a TP. So like TP, uh, poles that they use to like prop those up yeah, are like over 10 feet, like up to 15, 18 feet long. And the Wendigo is described as being as tall as a TP, like yeah. the, the tips of the, the poles used to keep it up. Yeah, no, it is, is a giant werewolf. It's just a, like a yeah, hideous, abhorrent fucking beast. So, yeah, and I mean, it, so in the Ojibwa, Eastern Cree, West Main, Swampy Cree, Nascapi, and Innu lore, the wind, these are all different Native American tribes. The Wendigos are described as giants um, in all of those tribes, but that giant characteristic, it, it is absent in other myths from like the Algonquin cultures. So it's not, it's not in every culture, like tribal culture that it's described. Um, just some of them. So I just want to make that distinction. So it, it seems to vary across cultures, which to me indicates it's more a, a result of like a collective 
mythos rather than a real entity. Because if it was a real entity, you would expect very consistent reports across cultures. But the fact that there is some variation makes me think that it's more of a, a mythos type thing like we were talking about. That's just what I was thinking when I yeah. was coming across so, that info. Definitely. Should we get into like the bit of uh, origins and history now? I still got some shit here, man, to, uh, to describe this fucking bitch. I have, I have. It's a moose werewolf. Many, like, what what more, more do we need? No. <laughs> I'm not done. I do. I did find that commonly, like amongst different tribes, that they would like, like you said, they would have indented sockets, like kind of like a skull, but they would have like their eyes would be like burning coals. Is the way they were described. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I have even, I have variation too on that too. Like some say it was a green glow of an eye, a yellow oh. glow. There's different eye characteristics as well. But what's interesting, allegedly, when the Wendigo eats a person, it can grow in proportion to the meal it just had. So it's never full. Like it's never satisfied. It just keeps consuming. So, so like the more it eats, the more it grows. Yeah. So if you ran into a really <laughs> big Wendigo, Wendigo, whatever the fuck. Whatever you want to call it, it all works. Yeah, no kidding. There's like 17 million different pronunciations, which is perfect. Anyways, <laughs> um, the bigger, the worse. Like they're like, what's it in like uh, Game of Thrones? So there's Dothraki, like when you get buddy kills them, they cut their hair or something like that. It's yeah, like yeah. that. Something like that. The bigger they are, the more badass they are type of thing. Oh, yeah. The bigger a Wendigo is, the fucking, you got to watch out for sure. I mean, they all suck. Don't run into anyone. But. but the yeah, one of the points that I'm trying, I was trying to make is like they're portrayed as being like gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation. And part of the reason is because every time they eat, they just get like instead of like you know getting fat, they just get bigger. So they're always like this thin, constantly starving thing. So it's it's kind of playing into like gluttony, greed, excess. You know, never satisfied after a kill. That's 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 kind of where that myth comes from. Um, they do have a number of skills and powers. <laughs> skills. So like sick dribbling skills on the b-ball court. Fucking... <laughs> well, they're 15 <laughs> feet tall. Fuck, they'd be good basketball players. Yeah, they wouldn't need to dunk at they all. If they're they just didn't like eat everybody around. Well, they well, make hey, them really maybe good. You want that? Eat the yeah, other team. Just you win. Guys on defense, <laughs> they just suck the flesh off them. <laughs> how much? How much are we gonna pay the window go? Just play basketball on our teams. <laughs> no, like, you know, like LeBron James. How much does LeBron James make? Oh, dude, he just signed a two-year contract worth eighty-four million dollars. Yeah. See, if I was on a team, like you, you'd probably be like, "Well, you know what? LeBron's good. It's gonna cost us eighty-four mil." But look, there's a Wendigo. We should probably give that Wendigo. You know, like you give the Wendigo, like you don't even have to give him money. You just give him like a fucking yeah, just some babies or something yeah. that just suck the flesh off of. Eat my wife. Eat my wife. Alex Jones, what they're harvesting the babies for is the Wendigo. Okay. <laughs> hey. hey, well, I mean, this kind of ties into just our, uh... give the gay, give them the Alex Jones gay frogs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well. I just, like I was saying, they have these powers and skills. One of them is stealth. Apparently, they're very stealthy. They're near-perfect hunters, 
and they know every inch of the territory that they are um, found in. They can also control weather through the use of dark magic. They're so very like, <laughs> can they control the weather better than harp? That's what I would say. Shout out back to oh, episode, drop. episode eight, up? the Swerve podcast. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty sure I'm completely correct on all these shout outs, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I love how we're just showing every episode. Is. Is. Just, well, that doesn't surprise me at all, but I love how we're just sh- fucking shouting ourselves out like just crazy. Well, that's the thing, like because there's no such good, is, we got to do well, because they're stuff. such good hunters. You could never clear them off an island. Shout out to episode nine, the San Diego campaign. Feral <laughs> coat carriage. How many more do we got left? 30? I don't know. Do well, it. the thing is, they do use dark magic. And we talked about real magic on episode 13. <laughs> Shots fired. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know. We'll see what else comes. I have some uh, descriptions of my own. So, okay. If you don't They're reference one of with, our episodes, it does not count. They're endowed with powers such as super, superhuman strength, yes. stamina that allow them to stalk, uh, overpower, and track their victims for days on end. Um, they're credited with exceptional eyesight. They can see in the night as well. Right. Hearing and a sense of smell that is higher than that of a wolf. Yeah. I have also, they're very swift and nimble. Yeah. So they're hard to get a good look at because they're so nimble. Yeah. Speed of a wind <laughs> is what I have to describe them as. Nimble. And they have the ability to walk across deep snow or even over open water without sinking. So they can run on water. They're Jesus. They're Jesus Christ. They are Jesus Wendigos. Okay. So maybe it wasn't as much as a miracle as all the Christians think it was. The white man took took this over too, hey? (laughs) (laughs) Well, funny you should mention that. We're going to take their fucking myths over as well. Jesus goddamn Christ himself. I guess when we move on to origin and history, I have uh, the first time a white man actually referenced the Wendigo. Okay, that'll be good. So while we're still talking about their characteristics... They're extremely powerful. They can shred humans with ease. They also stalk their prey for hours, and they're more intelligent than a typical human. So they're incredibly cunning and thorough in their pursuit of human flesh. Like, you think you're going to trick them? No, they're going to fucking get you before you can get them. (laughs) Um, They also, I thought this was interesting, they seek kinship with other apex predators. So they've often been cited as traveling with bears, wolves, and eagles, and they share their kills with their companions. So they work together with the forest animals to <clears throat> kill humans. Interesting. What the fuck? They are said to be cursed to wander the land eternally seeking to fulfill their appetite of human flesh. And if there's nothing left to eat, they starve to death. So, I mean, that, for me, that's kind of what I had for the descriptions of the Wait, they descriptions of death? these things. So they can die. Yeah. They can die. They can, and they can be killed too. Did we want to transition into... Uh, How to kill them? Do we want to do that? Sure. We can. Yeah, sure. Good segue. Okay. So, Wendigo defense and slaying. Maybe you want to start it off. Yeah, so there's conventional weapons that could kill them, such as 
clubs, firearms, muskets at the, at the time, uh, these were all very effective against it. That's why it would always be portrayed as bleeding or like wounded at times. Um, other legends claim that the Wendigo, if it could be subdued, that you could take its icy heart out, like, so cut out its icy heart and throw it into a smoldering fire where mm-hmm. it, it would burn that up and it would destroy the animal. Other tribes attributed that the only people who can kill the Wendigo are shamans who would have to know a specific spell and perform a specific ceremony in order to kill them. And this could range anywhere from an hour's worth of spell and ceremony up to like a day or two worth of spell or ceremony. Okay. Yeah. I, I have, um, for, I have some defensive mechanisms people employed to defend. Allegedly, if you keep a fire burning at all times, it'll deter the Wendigo from attacking you. It's not going to protect you, but it'll, it will deter. The other thing I found was any means of mystical protection should be used, including amulets, protective spells, fetishes, and charms. Ooh, crystal skulls. These things. Oh, hey, Crystal, shout out to episode 22, Crystal Skulls. <laughs> hey, shout out. You know what? I wonder if organ therapy works. Shout out to episode number two. <laughs> oh, for the fetishes? You mean? The cosmic power of coming. <laughs> That was actually a dope episode, Oregon Therapy. It was so it was painfully bad. I've gone back and fucking listened it's to one that. one of our least popular episodes, but probably one of the best, if you can it's... bear the goddamn terrible audio. <laughs> we had no idea. There was four of us, because Iz- Izzo. Izzo. Izzo joined us. One mic, four dudes. Sounds like a porno or something <laughs> stupid gay. I don't know. But okay, go oh God edit loud sound that one out. <laughs> okay, it does sound. It's not even a loud sound. Like God damn it, it sounds pretty gay. It sounded pretty gay. Not that there was, but it was. Problem. It was fucking. That was one of the most fun. I've. Oh, that was unreal. Anyways, moving on. That was Thanks. the most fun of gay nights you've ever had. <laughs> oh man. Well, it wasn't so, gay. <laughs> um. So apparently these things hold power over the Wendigo, so they should be used. The other thing, you want to wear headphones or earplugs because it'll block out the beast's maddening shrieks. So that kind of goes what I was saying at the beginning. That video with the shrieks, if you listen to that, if I could just imagine if you were to hear that you're in your fucking TP after a day's hunt and then you hear those shrieks well, and these Wendigos. You wouldn't out. fucking have audio equipment if you're living in a teepee. No, you don't. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, if you go <laughs> no, listen modern to the day, yeah, on yeah. YouTube, and then you know what it sounds like, then imagine yourself back in a teepee, those same sounds, you'd be freaking out. Okay, I see, out. I see. Uh, the thing with the firearms, though, the firearms, you can, like you were saying, they were used as weapons, but, or could be used as weapons, but there's a caveat. Um, you have to use silver bullets, or a silver, a silvered blade. Um, it could be a sword or a knife, whatever the fuck you want. Isn't that like uh, vampires? Or that's werewolves. That's werewolves. Yeah, that's werewolves. But that's it werewolves works for Wendigos as well. So it they're werewolves. Silver. It won't always kill them, but it'll cause great pain enough for them to go away. So envy, you said you have to take out the ice heart and melt it in a fire. The other in thing, a roaring fire. A roaring fire. 
The other thing you could do to slay the Wendigo is to drive a silver blade through the beast's heart of ice. Then you have to collect the heart, secure it, and lock it in a silver box, and then bury the silver box in a graveyard or churchyard. Otherwise, it could come back. The other thing. Wait, wait. So you have to do this after you kill it. So say you, you, you pop a bunch of shells in it, silver bullets, and it's down. You then take a silver blade, take its heart out, secured, and lock it in a silver box, buried in a graveyard or churchyard. Then it's dead. So that seems like a interpretation by like settlers, not First Nations. Oh, absolutely. First Nations? For profit, like- baby. No, like, hey, we figured it out. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like, silver, box. silver boxes. <laughs> Before uh, settlers came in, First Nations didn't have churches. They had like they had graveyards. They had burial grounds, not graveyards. Yeah, so that's what you got to do. Why are we criticizing this point? This whole yeah, fucking I mean, thing. You could criticize I mean, this whole goddamn thing. What do we? Well, like, I mean, a church that can't a, be accurate. A it's church like, well, is a loose term. Like their church could be like their little. Their territory walks around the fire dance, whatever they do to the buffalo god. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know what they do. That's not my thing. We're canceled. Yeah, and if we will, what? I'm sorry. I'm not a. I'm not an indigenous culture expert. I'm not either. Yeah. So the other, that's what they do. They do fire dances. I'll 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 tie into this too. The other thing. With the, you could dismember the slain body with a silver axe, salt and burn um, the the dismembered body parts to ash, and then that also will kill them. So, but if you don't do these things, the Wendigo likely will be resurrected and exert horrible, slow revenge on its killer with great pleasure. So. Hmm. You, if you kill a Wendigo, you gotta fucking make sure you've killed it correctly. Otherwise, it's gonna come back and you're fucked. Like you're fucked. Fuck you up. Okay. Okay. So good to know. I mean, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know. Just in case. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So, I have a. I want to talk a little bit about the human Wendigos because we've been talking about this whole time how humans can turn into Wendigos. So. We, like we said, like there's in some of the traditions, if you become overpowered with greed, you can simply turn into a Wendigo. But it also, like I said, it, it also, there's a huge tie to this cannibalism to survive. So like if you resort to cannibalism, you become a Wendigo. And I guess like hunters, campers, hikers, not necessarily like Native American tribes specifically, if they're traveling with a companion or something, they might start out, you know, as good friends and they trust this person. But then let's say you get hopelessly lost, you run out of supplies and it's a cold Canadian winter. Decisions have to be made. Someone's going to turn on someone at some point when it gets down to starvation. So morality, as we know, it's, it's no part of nature's law. In the end, the strongest live and, you know, someone's going to kill the other person. The victor will feast on the flesh of the corpse. These are scenarios that can happen. I think they actually happen, not to maybe to the extent, but like in Northern Canada, like in the territories, like there's like the Inuit people still deal with stuff like this, right? Because it's ruthless. Like, I I don't think people understand, like it is fucking ruthless. The winters here. Oh yeah. Minus 40 is brutal. 
So now, and like we have the- like you know, central heating, and it's fucking terrible. It's still when cold. It gets as that fuck. cold. No, but I'm talking like now you go up. So now go to the like. There's still people who live like this. Yes, it's fucked. It's crazy. So like I don't think people understand how ruthless these winters are. So now put yourself in. So just I'm just trying to say emphasize this so you put yourself in that situation now you have to make the decision yeah right you have yeah. to you have to eat a person you have yeah. to succumb to cannibalism and everything you know goes oh well no that's wrong and you're or i don't want to do that that's gross yuck give me a starbucks instead but it's a but survival like you gotta thing. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's a survival thing yes yeah so but like now so like we talk now it's like well, if you do this, you become a Wendigo. Yeah. So don't do it. Become a Wendigo. Don't do it. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, well, that so- sounds way better, though. I mean, you're going to die or become a Wendigo. Like, I mean, Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> the, so, like, this, you know, obviously it's a heinous act. It's blasphemous in many ways. But through that atrocity, that's allegedly what summons this malevolent spirit of the forest. And that forcibly possesses the cannibal's body so it's forcing the human soul out possessing the human at this point and i have i have some uh some information about this i thought was kind of interesting so the moment the cannibal is touched by this supernatural force he's overcome by extreme nausea and pain Uh, this is all alleged this is a description i have of what happens through this possession Uh, The person will start vomiting uncontrollably for hours at a time. So, you know, kind of like a hard night out at the bars, probably something like that. Couple drinks. Yeah. But eventually the cannibal will lose enormous quantities of blood and inevitably die. But because they're possessed, their body is going to undergo this terrible transformation. So they grow in strength and height and they grow this thick coat of fur and the human strength and weight increases. They get that, those supernatural powers we were talking about, their ability to be nimble nimble, (laughs) and stealthy. So, you know, their head will take on like a more predatory beast shape. Uh, You get the the prominent fangs and sharp teeth, the fingernails, the, you know, the razor, like claws, toenails, things like this. And then, the cannibal basically becomes is resurrected by that evil spirit. It's no longer a man, but this blood lusting beast, which we're calling the Wendigo. So that's must, they how must it be happened. tormented at the same time, though, right? Probably. Like, that's the, how you would. Um, well, I would imagine even just psychologically. Down. Let's say you're in gate. Like, say you're with like we were saying how we started this story in this section of the podcast you're with someone and you got lost and it was a horrible winter and you have to resort to cannibalism even engaging in that act like say the person you didn't even like say it wasn't even malicious say the person like died they just died before you because you were stronger than them and now you have the decision like okay this person's dead like do i just keep going and hope i find someone or do i like you know, I haven't eaten for three weeks. Should I just eat this person? And I have a way better chance of surviving. Even in, if you make that decision and you engage in that act, I'm sure psychologically when you're doing it, 
you probably feel as if an evil spirit has possessed you and you're engaging in this crazy shit. You probably feel really fucked up. Do you know what I'm saying? I do understand. Yeah, that's... Like no, you I would, get... You would that's feel a good point, as though. if you're possessed, well, it's even though such you're a not. Horrid, it's such a horrid experience or such a horrid thing that you're doing well, just, that... Just say you, say you had to eat me. Like, yeah, that's the situation. Like, you would feel fucked up about it. Well, okay, well, if, say I had to eat you, <laughs> but you had already died. Yeah. Like, you have already gone. Yeah. It'd be weird. It would be super weird, but it would make my decision way easier, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm just saying, even like if, if I fucking if were... clubbed you down and then <laughs> ate you, now my morale, my morality is definitely in question. But if you die, like, okay, so like if I died, if I died and you had to eat me and it was for you to survive, you had to eat me. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be eaten. <laughs> You but would be delicious. I I'm, a, I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. There's lots of meat on me, boys, ladies and gentlemen. Probably make it back to society. You would survive, <laughs> and I would be okay with that. Like, you know what? Magnum survived. The Swerve Podcast lives on. Yeah. <laughs> we continue. We are a go. Is so? I mean, you know what? He's just. But I mean, like, if you fucking killed me. Although, like, you would be, like, sneaky about it. You would be, like, poison me somehow. You'd be like, hey, be like, hey dragon, eat this leaf. It's super, like, high in magnesium. And then I would eat it and die. It's like a poisonous leaf. <laughs> and you just eat me. Like, oh, well, he said I could eat him on episode whatever this one's going to be. <laughs> well, maybe. That's, but uh, the point I was, I was trying to make, like, either way, even if the morality is... It's you conniving bastard you would still be like you would still be psychologically traumatized by the event even knowing yeah. oh yeah it would be it would be tough so that's 100%. what i'm saying it's like as if you're possessed by this evil spirit even though you're not so like i can see where the story comes from um i'm sure i like there's people like for instance there was an airplane that was carrying a soccer team that crashed in the, these mountains you guys have probably heard this story before but they had to resort to cannibalism to survive yeah yeah, and I'm sure if you were to ask them, you know, like they were eating the dead, but they probably were f- like psychologically fucked from that for a long time. That yeah, there was hard. also a story of uh, some miners who got stuck and half of them had like more than half had died and there a few survivors. There was, I think, like 20 plus survivors out of like 50 or 60 miners. So the first thing they, they said they did was they ate their shoes, they ate their belts they ate anything that was like remotely leather that could fill their stomachs. And eventually after they ran out of food and everything else, they couldn't even find like any maggots or any vegetation, nothing. Then they, that's when they resort to after they ate their shoes and everything. Yeah. When they resorted to eating people. Well, if you think about it, like if you, so just for the minor thing, um, like the body start to rot really quick. Right. So you also have to, to worry about like disease and shit like that right so like what do they do with them they just they're just sitting there or like did they have a way to bury them in a way or because i like, guess isn't that a yeah. huge issue like you have to like what do you do you got these dead bodies well in the case rotting. of the the winter situation with the soccer players or even the windigo like you're you're in the north it's got natural refrigeration so it's not as much an issue i've more asked about the minor yeah uh that envy discussed there but yeah i don't know but uh i i I don't i don't have a good answer for i don't think they could bury them though in in the terms of minors but i just i just think they should just 
I mean, you're in it's a fucking sad. mountain. It, it sounds terrible, but I mean, I think they should just ate quicker. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, you sure I'm, would be a Wendigo. Uh, I'm not they, trying. They were stuck. <laughs> oh, dude, I would cave so quickly. Like I would just be like, yeah. I need to. I guess eat. I'm a Wendigo. <laughs> yeah. No, how bad? How bad could it be? <laughs> I think the story in question. They, they were stuck down there the for time. like. <laughs> like. 30 or 40 plus days they were underground for. So it's quite excessive. So digressing from uh, these real world situations, the other thing, obviously the cannibalism was a way humans could turn to Wendigos, but you could also turn into a Wendigo just by being in close contact with them for too long, which doesn't make sense to me. COVID, the worst. (laughs) Man. That was something I found too. And the other thing I found, uh, native healers would try to heal individuals that showed Wendigo psychosis, which I'm going to talk about next. <laughs> and witches. if they couldn't heal them, the, they just executed the members. Of course. So, I mean, what are you going to do? They got Wendigo psychosis. Like, what are you going to do? Clearly a Wendigo. It's, it's a good segue to Wendigo psychosis because we did bring it up in the basics and I, I want to talk about it. So. In historical accounts of Wendigo psychosis, it's reported that humans have become possessed by a Wendigo spirit, and then after being in a situation of needing food and having to resort to, you know, like cannibalism or something like this, um, that's kind of when these symptoms would occur. So I have a quote. (laughs) it says quote the first symptom of the curse is a strange scent detectable only to the intended victim after absorbing this disturbing odor the victim experiences a long night of weeping and horrifying nightmares upon awakening the victim experiences a burning pain in the legs and feet which becomes so intense that the victim runs into the forest shrieking like a maniac and discarding clothes and shoes all the while most of the cursed victims never return, although those do return. Those who do return, irrevocably insane from their experiences of the curse and the Wendigo itself, it is thought that most of the cursed victim are devoured by the Wendigo. So that's basically just saying, like, if you did resort to something like this, that's kind of what people experienced when they had it, I guess. Yeah, Wendigo psychosis is actually coined by. Oblate missionary J.E. Saint-Don. So he was the first to use the term in 1920s when he was working with a Cree community in the Western James Bay area. Okay, that's good to know. Is that the Jesuit relations? So, no, I think that's different. The Jesuit, the Jesuit relations was 1661. So it was super fucking early. But I don't even think they called it Wendigo psychosis. Um they called it, but they did it, what they're saying resembles it. So yeah, like the previous term that was commonly used for stuff like that was psychoneurosis, and then this this specific affliction was deemed Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, so that's a good what you brought up, Dragon, with the Jesuit relation. So this is 1661. So this like predates a lot of things we just discussed. But I have a quote here, and it's kind of a it's a longer quote, but it's pretty fucking interesting. It says, quote, what caused us greater concern was the news that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the men 
deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming, had met their death the previous winter in a strange manner. Those poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the men we were seeking. They are afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite, ever seeking fresh, fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness, end quote. So that was reported 1661, and that kind of sounds like fucking Wendigo psychosis or a Wendigo to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. That's, that's pretty crazy. So they um, probably stole, like, the chief's socks, and then he's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, Who, kill him. Yeah. The, the, earliest, <laughs> the earliest reported um, Wendigo by a white person, so by a settler, was in the 17th century by Paul Lejean. So the most legit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the most legitimate sighting. So not, it wasn't a sighting. <laughs> white set. It wasn't a sighting. But Paul Lejean, who was a Jesuit missionary who lived among the Algonquin people in the early 17th century, which is now Quebec. Um, so he reported to his superiors in 1663. He wrote... Quote, this devilish woman added that the Wendigo had eaten some Atikimigokin. These are the tribes that live north of the river that is called Three Rivers, and that he would eat a great many more of them if we were not called elsewhere. If he, if he were not called elsewhere, sorry. But that Atchin, and Atchin is a description of the Algonquin for a sort of a werewolf-like being, would come in place to devour them, even up to the French fort, that he would slaughter the French themselves. Okay. So this is the first reported instance of, of the Wendigo by a settler. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, yeah, again, Wendigo psychosis. I have another famous case about Wendigo psychosis. So it's reported by a Plains Cree trapper, from Alberta named Swift Runner. So during the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. So 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at Hudson's Bay Company Post, Swift Runner actually butchers and eats his wife and five remaining children. You know, that's Wendigo psychosis. Uh, given that he resorts to this cannibalism, even though he was oh, near fuck. food supplies, the fact that he consumed all of those that were present when uh, he could have just went and got food from that Hudson's Bay post, they're like, oh, this is a case of Wendigo psychosis because he didn't have to resort to cannibalism, but he did. So he eventually confessed and was executed in Fort Saskatchewan by authorities. That's so, fucking crazy. There's a case, an old case study of uh, some Wendigo psychosis shit. 
Yeah, yes, yes. Damn. It's pretty, no, it's this is completely off topic, but since you mentioned Hudson's Bay Company, it's actually so cool how that started off as like a fur trading thing here in Canada. Yeah. And now it's like a huge like um chain, yeah. Chain. I, I, I think it's only a Canadian thing though. So yeah, it probably most is. People probably a- don't know, but yeah, Hudson's Bay. I go to it all the time. I shop at yeah, Hudson's it's, Bay. Company. It's wicked. It's crazy. It's crazy the history behind it. <laughs> Like I would say we should do a podcast on it, but we shouldn't because it'd be boring as fuck. But it might be a super interesting. It's I bet. Interesting, actually. I bet you it's crazy. Yeah. There's uh there's they a probably show killed on a few Wendigos. CBC. Yeah. And it's oh what the hell is it called? It's got Jason Momoa in it, and it's about the HBC. Who the fuck is Jason Momoa? Cal Drago. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ka- shit Khaleesi's um, <laughs> Khaleesi's wife husband yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Khaleesi's more badass than him anyways yeah 100% so okay I have another case of Wendigo psychosis this was a guy named Jack Fiddler an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos so because he defeated how did he Wendigos, get that I wonder like how did he get that um like what's the yeah what's the criteria for that like how do you just like oh my good he has a listen it entailed killing a lot of people that allegedly had wendigo psychosis or eating them (laughs) (laughs) well no like you see someone who's behaving like oh they have wendigo psychosis so you kill them you're like oh i just killed a wendigo did ya did you, or did you just murder someone? I don't know. Did you just murder? But it's like the witch thing when you sunk them. In the so in if they lived, they're a witch. If they die, they were innocent. It's similar to that. So 1907, this fiddler guy and his brother they actually get arrested by Canadian authorities for homicide because they're like, I'm wait, wait, sure is this just- by the Mounties? I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. I just know that it was what happened. It's just like you know, like. They think they're killing Wendigos, but they were just like murdering people. (laughs) (laughs) I got this piece of silver. (laughs) So this uh, Jack Fiddler, he actually commits suicide and his brother is tried and sentenced to life in prison. Um, So there's that. That's Wendigo psychosis. You know, not everybody has it. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of this pardon. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So that's too so, bad. He almost got off the hook. Obviously, there was no people for him to eat. He had a really good fucking lawyer. He's like, no, that was really a fucking Wendigo. You know, like, for no sure. kidding. Oh, just the best lawyer for 1907. Probably <laughs> a white guy. To someone that, like, you know, he didn't murder them. He murdered Wendigos. Oh, yeah. I like, probably yeah, found some bullshit right. loophole. He's probably just, like... No, he didn't murder them. He murdered Wendigos. And if you say otherwise, you're a witch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And everyone's just like, oh, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. Are you a witch? Are you a witch? Pretty sure that guy's a witch. And And then someone's just like, guys, seriously. Seriously, this guy's just straight up murdering people. Witch! Witch! (laughs) Crazy. I mean, their form of government was probably way more effective than what we have now. I mean, at least they got shit done. At least they I got mean, like, the Wendigos. Like, we got Wendigos <laughs> running all over the place. That is a rampant. They're running wild. <laughs> so, I do know this uh, Wendigo psychosis idea 
it's been a, uh, I guess you could say it was hotly debated controversy in the 1980s. Some people, so. a lot of people think, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of researchers believe it, you know, it's a fabrication type thing. Um, but others point to eyewitness accounts that, you know, maybe it was a, a factual historical phenomenon. Um, you can, you know, I don't know. I don't have the fucking answers to this. And, you know, at the time, I bet, you know, it, people look for a way to explain odd behavior, things like this. And that was probably what they labeled it. Yeah. Well, every point in time, the unexplained was attributed to mythos and unlikely things. So, yeah, some sort of spirit. Yeah. Negative so, or positive spirit. Good or evil spirit, I guess, would be a better way. Yeah, so I do have the 10th revision of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems. They classified Wendigo psychosis as a culture-specific disorder, uh, describing it as a rare historic account of cannibalistic obsession. So symptoms included depression, homicidal or suicidal thoughts, delusional or compulsive wish to eat human flesh, Um. But, you know, obviously there's controversy with this claiming that these were actually, you know, not actually like a Wendigo psychosis thing. So I don't know. You can take it for what you want. That's just the information I have on Wendigo psychosis for now. So I have a question. Have you guys, did you guys find some sort of shitty, um, like, do you remember the Ogopogo? Um, sculpture in Kelowna. Yeah, was there something like that for this? Is there anything like that? Because it's a Canadian thing. I did not find a sculpture, but I have found paintings, um, painting depictions by the First Nations. Right. Are, are they dope? They look pretty fucking cool. Nice. All right. That's Yeah, all. no, I don't... There's nothing like that. Yeah. Most of my information, again, was from the Canadian encyclopedia. That's where I was getting my sources from. So. All right. Let's, uh, let's bust into some final thoughts here. What are we thinking about this one to go? Yeah. The fuck's going on. Dragon start us off. Oh, coming in hot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not buying this one. <laughs> um, well, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. Maybe I should say, I, I get the myth, the mythos behind it. I think it was something created to motivate in tough times and, you know, like a lot of things that get used in those, you know, um, in the past, I guess. Um, the pictures are badass. The, the depictions of what these are, it's a badass fucking creature. But uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't think it's real. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I, say. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, remember the otters, like the sighting, like, were, was there any sightings, like any really good sightings that we had? That are on video? Um, no. No, not the same. Like, there's just nothing. There's just people corroborating eyewitness accounts. Yeah, it's basically. just eyewitness stuff, the paintings, and uh, like I said, that audio from 2019 there's not yeah. a lot out there this just seems like something that's going to be like the next twilight saga or something like that i don't know um 
Well, it's just not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not digging it. Not my thing. It could be better than a Twilight Saga, but maybe well, like a horror used, movie. It's been used in a lot of pop culture things already. So, oh yeah, like I what? mean, like like Supernatural. They used the Wendigo was like very mm-hmm. important in that series. It's in a couple of video games. It was even in Ducktales. Don't get me wrong. It gets a like, couple the, movies here. The and depictions there. are badass. Like the if you go and just type in Google Images, uh, Wendigo, they're cool like it's a cool cool pictures and a cool it's a it's a fucking where where moose but i mean i don't know i'm not buying it i don't know what do you guys got um i'll go next i guess i think just in terms of the culture i think it's really cool that they came up with an example like this to help turn people away from cannibalism and help keep people align during times of hardship. However, I think where most of the things in Aboriginal um, Aboriginal customs and stuff, like since most of their stuff is passed down through word of mouth and like storytelling, a lot of the stuff cannot be corroborated. So whether this thing did at some point exist or did not, like obviously I think it didn't, but it could have. Like, I'm not going to full on dismiss it. I feel like if it did exist, it would still exist because this thing basically never dies if it, as long as it's hunting people. Um, so I think things exist in, in terms of popular belief. So at the time, this was very popular. So people believed it existed. But because the popularity has gone down, maybe if, if, if magic like that did exist, maybe it's belief, power of belief that drives it to be real or not. But again, I, I don't, I don't think it was real, but Hey, that's just me. Although the, again, the, the depictions of it are extremely freaking cool. Um, I think they're just badass, absolutely terrifying. I've heard the audio clip that Magnum was talking about and it's just, it's deafening. Like you, you, you're like the hairs on your neck actually stand up. Like it's fucking creepy. Hmm. So just just like with those things alone, I think it was a cool topic to discuss, but I don't think it has merit. So I think the the Wendigo mostly comes from the mythos at the time, kind of like we were discussing earlier. To me, it seems like there clearly was activities that may or may not have been occurring or were likely occurring. So there's clearly a, I don't know, like a collective consciousness around this Wendigo to deter this type of behavior. And I'm thinking that's kind of where it comes from or not even the sense of like, cause it's so related to cannibalism, but I think maybe also just the greed factor too. So it's kind of like, Oh, you can't, don't be greedy because you'll turn into a Wendigo or, you know, don't be a, this type of person because you'll turn into a Wendigo. So it's kind of one of those. Be a bitch. You'll turn into a Wendigo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like the Ten Commandments in like modern Christianity or Catholicism or whatever, right? It's like, don't murder, steal, whatever the commandments are. I can't remember them off the top of my don't head. Don't covet thy neighbor's wife. Yeah, well, things like this. <laughs> it's a gray area. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 still used like to make it. Yeah. So you teach your kids these things so they become a good person, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's what I, that's my impression of everything. Um, 
I don't I I don't think it's a, an actual creature. I don't based Boo. on the, the the research so. Boo. So it's unanimous, ladies and gentlemen. These are rare occurrences. Yes. Man. So I mean, yeah, I maybe change, yeah. I should change my answer and say it's real. <laughs> well, um thank you for fucking putting up with us this long. So tell them about our sponsors, Magnum. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening. But uh, let's shout out Sidestepping the Sun. Thanks for making the intro and outro music to the podcast. Also, as always, Ellie Coteco Hot Sauce, the unofficial sponsor of the podcast. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Going to keep shouting it out until it's we get the sponsor. They um, habanero-based, so it's spicy. You know, it's not jalapeno-based or uh, cayenne pepper, all this bullshit. No, you got some good habaneros in there. Very spicy. Recommend starting with red. You can get it really anywhere. So I would highly... Hashtag cling, king of flavor. Yeah, king of flavor. Highly recommend trying it. Because uh, it's brought a lot of joy to my life, and I bet you it'll bring a lot of joy to yours. And if it does bring joy to your life, please let us know and let El Yucateco know. So tag us on Twitter and Instagram. At the Sword Podcast, at Ellie Kateko, let me know that you heard about their hot sauce from us and how fucking amazing it is. When we do get sponsored by them and we receive some loving, we'll in turn share that love with you guys. So, yeah, just fucking do your part. It'll take a minute out of your life and everyone will be greater for it. If you'd like to support us in other ways, you can do so by liking all our social medias. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, LinkedIn, Patreon. We are on TikTok. Like, you fucking name it, we're there. We're even on fucking Quora. We're answering your questions professionally. Like, reach out to us if you guys have topic suggestions. If you have any questions, concerns, if you just want to show us your love, you're like, hell, reach out, please. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so through Patreon, where we have two exclusive tiers. We have the Ride the Wave tier, which is a $1 tier. You will get exclusive Never Before Heard episodes, and you will get numerous shout-outs here on the Sword Podcast. Additionally, we have Slap That Ass tier, which is our $3 tier, which every single Patreon thus far has subscribed to that Slap the Ass tier. With that, you will get exclusive Never Before Heard episodes. You will get numerous shout-outs here on the Sword Podcast. And more importantly, you will get early access to all of our episodes. You will get access on Sundays. This is three days and five days prior for our main episodes and our post-swerves. So please, if you would like to subscribe, do so. If you would like to support us in other ways, maybe you don't like Patreon, you have a thing against them, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com where we will take that coffee, we will take that donation, we'll buy coffee beans, we'll grind it down, we'll make 20, 30, 40 cups of coffee to give you more energetic, caffeinated topics. So, yeah, fucking do that. We would like to thank uh, Satan Loves You for purchasing $30 worth of coffee. Was it $30? 10 fucking coffees. 10 coffees. So yeah, we're definitely Fantastic. gonna use that money, grind that shit down, and we'll we'll get thirty cups of coffee out of it. So thank you and Humpy Joe for the topic. Yeah, so thank you, Humpy sure. Joe. Humpy Joe, this was your topic. You sir are a trooper. You're a titan amongst men. Thank you to all our other Patreons. Satan loves you. Um, giant cock. Yes, <laughs> sidestepping the sun. 
you guys, you guys are troopers. Just keep it up. The rest of you following these Titans, follow them to battle and fucking subscribe. On that note, please slap that ass and ride that wave.